0: how do I put this into words like like when we like when our hearts actually believe this and feel this the weight that comes off is it's remarkable like it's it's crazy what
1: is up you guys (laughs) welcome back to the you can sit with us podcast I'm Brittany and I'm Bridget and you always have have a seat seat at our table. table metaphoric table um, but we're so happy to be here again. Yes. Episode 2 of Season 3.
0: Yay! I don't know about y'all, but I'm super excited.
1: Yes. So today, we're talking about a really fun topic, and we're going to be talking about... Ooh, drum roll,
0: please. I
1: don't know if that's good. No.
0: <laughs> Dave is a drummer. That's our producer for any newbies on here. Um, he's a great drummer in my opinion but (laughs) wow (laughs) but um our topic for today is single parenting that was so um (laughs)
1: anticlimactic but yeah we're gonna be talking about single parenting so don't click out of this out of this yet if you're not a single parent Listen, this episode might still be for you. It might still bless you if you have been raised by a single parent, if you know a single parent, Mm -hmm. but especially if you are a single parent, we really believe that this episode is going to bless you because I think things that we don't relate to personally that we haven't walked through, it's even more important for us to learn about them and to hear from people who have gone through it in different angles. That way, just as a society, we can bear each other's burdens more, be more compassionate, and Jesus literally God in the flesh put on flesh to be able to relate to us. So yeah. why shouldn't we do the same to be able to understand yeah. other people's struggles and, and challenges and desires and yeah. realities. Yeah. So, and
0: it's, yeah. is something so, like you said, reality is something that's so common. Unfortunately, yeah. that is something that's so common. Um, and I feel like, I, I feel like our like core is to talk about real topics, talk Absolutely. about like, real things that really do happen you know what i mean like we don't put a band-aid over things Mm -hmm. like um that's not our walk with the lord and that's what we're here for yeah you know that's especially things that they don't really talk much about in
1: church or topics that are taboo seen as taboo in christianity and the church and even in society um and the culture so showing like what it looks like to talk about popular topics in culture, but from a kingdom minded perspective. Um, so without further ado, y'all know what time it is. Hey. What's
0: your favorite thing? What's 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 your favorite thing?
1: What's your favorite thing, thing? <laughs> <laughs> um, thing?
0: Shouting? So my favorite thing, um I think Dave is like tired of this song already. <laughs> we but- should have hit the clappy lights. What's, What's your favorite thing? 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 Your favorite thing? Your favorite thing? <laughs> <laughs> Got the whole light show and everything. <laughs> mm, we legit now. Oh,
1: <laughs> but right. um, What's your favorite thing this week?
0: So my favorite thing is a song. And okay. I literally can't stop listening to this song. Wait, can, can I guess what it is? You probably already know. I, it's the song that everyone's loving right now. Probably, I don't so know. So good? No, but I do love okay, that song. Okay. No, no, no. Um... Okay, so this is the thought that came to my, my mind before I tell y'all. What's my favorite song? So, you know, I think, I don't know if Apple Music does this, but mm-hmm. Spotify does it at the end of every year. It yes. tells you what song you listen to mm-hmm. the absolute most. I really think it's going to be the song. Okay. Because, like, the That's amount... So I literally
1: just thought about that earlier, about really? what my one was last year, mm-hmm. was Wait On You, which was mm-hmm. weird, because by the end of the year, I didn't realize that that was my most listened to song, but it makes so much sense and yeah. crazy,
0: like... Just the season of life, yeah. the way God works, and that's so yeah, cool. But yeah. continue. My last last year, I think mine was Old Church Basement, which I was very surprised. Mm, I love that. You song. loved that. Song. I, yeah, I love that song. But then my number two was Believe for It, which yeah. if you know me, you know that that's. My God, song. we believe. <laughs> oh, girl. God, we believe <laughs> for it. Auto tune that, Dave, because you know, for our audience. Oh, no, okay. Actually, can you can you auto tune that? That would be really cool. It just makes me sound like <laughs> I can really sing. All right, cut um, But, okay, so my favorite song, song. um, was, is song or song? is, <laughs> fun of me, is um, You Will Be Saved by Elevation Rhythm. Mm. I yeah, love that song. Like, it's just, it's, I think, honestly, like, this, I think it's, like, a mini season or just how God is, like, really uh, revealing himself to me at this moment is he's reminding me of, of who he is and like what he has done in my life like i just keep seeing patterns um Mm -hmm. of this like he just keeps depositing into my mind and my heart and is depositing that much more gratitude you know um i can i can name a a number of occasions but that song reminds me of of course the gospel you know what i mean but like of before before Christ my life before Christ and then my, my life now in Christ and it's just like it just it hits my heart to a deep level and I mean I can get deeper to like why I love that song mm-hmm. but another day for that <laughs> but yeah so that's my favorite thing is you will be saved by Elevation Rhythm I think it's new if I'm not mistaken but so far I'm, I'm pretty much liking that whole album
1: I love that mm-hmm. What's your I can't say thing? I have it I have listened to that song or even that album that much I've been going back to like my older songs. Mm-hmm. I think I think my most played song this year is going to be Come Again by uh Really Miami City. Yeah. Oh wow, that's which, like that's back in, well, back in the day. i back in the day. Like know. I've always loved it, but like I don't know, I just love it. Yeah. Like yeah. my go-to. Okay. My favorite thing this week is relevant to the topic that we're going to be talking about today and it is this little um devotional I guess devotional, right? That's what Mm -hmm, this would be. mm -hmm.
0: Um, Or a resource.
1: Yeah, from the Daily Grace Co. As y'all know, huge advocate. We do have an affiliate code. I will have um, a link below. I'm not sure if we have a discount code, but maybe we can try and get that for you guys. We'll try. But um, it just, if you're going to shop on there, it costs you nothing to click our link, but it will really help us because we do get a tiny little commission, um, which really will go back into the podcast and making it just better uh, quality for you guys, uh, because we want to give you guys the best of the best. Absolutely. So I literally, oh my gosh, when I first moved here and I found yes. the Daily Grace Co. and I put everyone on, like yes. we were obsessed. Yeah. Like, like we had to every like week. keep each other accountable no, seriously. of like, okay, don't buy anything else <laughs> until you finish everything you bought. Like yes. I have stacks of their <laughs> Bible studies, um, Theology handbooks, like, all of their handbooks, like, so much. Yeah. And it's just a great Christian resource. They have an amazing
0: podcast. Um, I'm not getting paid to say any of this. We really just nah, love it it's that much. seriously that good. Like, I, I um, led a whole small group just based off of yeah. one of the uh, devotionals that, mm-hmm. that they did. And it was amazing the way that God led that, yeah. that small group, just simply along with, that, with yeah. that resource. I don't know their exact mission statement, but
1: all of their content is based off of being keeping the gospel at the center um but they really have such a good balance of grace and truth yes which y'all know we are super big on um mm-hmm. highly recommend them mm-hmm. they even have uh children's resources mm-hmm. for all of the parents out there i love their children's books i'm looking at some of the books right now i have um god cares how you feel it's all about emotions there's one that uh is a story from eden to eternity and it like breaks it down like a children's book and i've learned from those mm-hmm. and been blessed by them because it really breaks it down in a way that a child can understand it. So my favorite thing this week is this gospel centered motherhood, little, um, Bible study devotional. And, um, it's, it's really good. It's, it goes on different topics about, uh, motherhood. And I'll just name some of the chapters. So a woman's highest calling, um, and it dives into what is a woman's highest calling. It might be motherhood or, or is it let's talk about it. That's kind of what the topic is about. Motherhood is a calling, uh, in his word in every season, discipleship in the home, dying to self is the way to joy, guarding our marriages, encouragement for single moms, the heart issue behind mom guilt, uh, encouragement for the little years, the older years, perseverance, being a praying mom, discipline, does it take a village, personal conscience, the power of words, and emotions. Like, wow, so good. I am going to go through this until forever. Yeah. Even when my child and future children are like out of the house i'm still gonna go back to this because you never stop being a mother and even if you're not a mother in the physical i'm sure you are a mother spiritually or some way to someone so highly recommend i'm actually gonna be uh, referencing to this a little bit throughout the episode so
0: yeah yeah oh my gosh that um makes me excited to even like look into it myself like to read for Mm -hmm. it just because like um if you know me you know that i just have like a nurturing personality so that would help even answer some of my own questions yeah like you know i just i love to nurture and take care of yeah (laughs) like a mom
1: well before we get into the full-on convo if you are interested in content like this where we talk about candid we talk about taboo topics and difficult things that we go through but from a kingdom-minded perspective in a way that really draws you closer to god and helps you just grow more as a person and just to become more of the person that god has created you to be then make sure you hit that subscribe button if you're watching on youtube hit the bell so you don't miss a video that we upload uh and if you're listening on audio platforms what shall i do
0: hit review Mm -hmm. and follow us on the Uh, I think there's a button if not at the top of the episode or at the bottom but uh, make sure to hit follow and please if you really find it in your heart to leave us a review it really helps the algorithm and to really spread our message and it's not really just our message it's the message that uh, the Lord placed in our hearts to share for all of you Um, and it really just helps us spread the gospel um, uh, beyond our limits so we really appreciate that Um, pray about it if you need to but um we can't do this without god and without you guys so we love you we love you guys
1: let's dive in okay so in the heart of talking about single parenting i think we first got to talk about the struggles Mm. and our experiences so i was raised by a single mom i've mentioned this a lot before um my dad was never in the picture uh since i was like four yeah so and my mom is still a single mom, and I'm 29 Ish. <laughs> I was like, how old am I, Lord? <laughs> um, and now I am a single mom. I've been a single mom for two years now. So th- that's been my experience with it. Uh, what has been your experience?
0: So I'm not a mom yet, but my biggest experience has been being a child of a single mom. Mm-hmm. And um, the way I have observed uh, the challenges that it has brought. And not only that, like, also, like, Um, the past two years seeing my best friend be a single mom that has also um, the the observation that I've been able to witness has definitely done an impact but in a way where so much compassion Mm. has grown from there you know um, that helps me be a better friend you know be a better sister in Christ Mm -hmm. and a better daughter to my mom and the king. Amen. That's real. I love how there's so many different angles that like tie into
1: this because motherhood is really like a depiction of of God as our parent, you know. And um, first, I want to talk about like just the stigma of single parenting, especially single moms, but just single parenting in general in society. I feel like there is this stigma that single parents are bitter, Mm. are like poor vulnerable like in need of help which in many ways it is true however to hold single parents to that um that image is very limiting yeah. and unfair yeah and i also think it gets even worse when we get into the church because obviously we know that like single parenting isn't god's design but it's the reality of many and so we we do deserve a place yeah. in the church right and it's sad that it's hard um, to find that yeah. and I think that if you have a burden on your heart for single parents whether you are a single parent or you just have a burden on your heart for it um, more of us need to step into making talking about it and like make changing things up you know mm-hmm. um, and I think a lot of the the stigmas have a lot of truth to them but the thing is it's never that that simple like we have to dive deeper into it so for example i have some notes right here um like being a single parent especially speaking from being a single mom there's a lot of fears that come with that being vulnerable in a sense yes because my when you're just a young single adult all you have to worry about is yourself right but when you have a child now you have to worry about them and if you're married you worry about your spouse too but you can share that burden with your spouse but mm-hmm. when you don't have that partner and you're taking care of your child or children mm-hmm. it gets multiplied because now you're you're responsible for your well-being and theirs yeah. and it's that's a lot of pressure for one person yeah. so it it's it's scary like everything even going through covid and like the fear of the unknown of like now there's this worldwide virus how am i going to protect my children and it could just trigger so much anxiety and just childhood trauma in you and just there's so much to it
0: yeah um
1: fears of economic insecurity because you're living off of one income obviously you know if you have a partner or a co-parent who's helping but even then it's never the same as like being in the same family in the same household Mm -hmm. being taken advantage of dating Dating in general as a single parent, but dating someone who turns out to be a jerk, dealing with like your child being like attached to them, or, or God forbid, if something happens to your yeah, child in that, by yeah, that. yeah,
0: that's so scary. Um,
1: the fear of you dying and then like your child not having someone there, like that's scary. There's so much to it, um, and then feeling like you're you're broken or like you have a broken home, a broken family. Um, have you ever like felt like that? Like the weight of feeling like. A, you have a broken family
0: oh yeah and I already like as you were talking i already felt myself like getting emotional i know y'all
1: love that but <laughs> i honestly fair warning i might be the one who cries in this one yes Lord. Oh, Lord. yes
0: and i'm like please let it be you not me this time <laughs> <laughs> um but um yeah absolutely and i actually think i realized that kind of early on like like pretty young like as you were saying all those um heavy yeah real things that you mentioned. Um, I feel like I observed that and honestly, like maybe I even intern internalized it a little bit. I don't know. I I feel like it's a gift from God at how He's created me to the way that I feel other people's pain. Absolutely. Yeah. Um it's it's different. It's mm-hmm. I say it's weird right now, um, but maybe in a few years I can give you the testimony of how God has um used it and revealed this aspect of it but yeah i definitely do feel like i have learned that since i was young because i observed my mom like mm-hmm. every all of that literally all of that mm-hmm. um she was single forever she still to this day she's single because she was so scared that if she would have um, gotten in a relationship with a guy and they would have did something to her kids mm-hmm. like she was like i'm not gonna put my ri- my children's lives at risk like that um and she was always single because she's like, I don't want my kids to get traumatized. All this good stuff. So, I learned that she didn't always have, she didn't um, only have had to provide for us, like you know, feed us mm. and dress us and all that stuff. She had to protect us. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I learned everything just from my mom. Mm-hmm. I learned that she had to protect us, provide for us, uh, nurture us. She had to teach us, yeah. like everything. Relied on her, mm-hmm. so then um, you know, and as a kid like that ended up becoming a norm. Um, it's just like, oh, okay, like my family is just my mom, my brother, and me. Okay, like you know, and then uh, which we could dive into maybe later on in th- in the episode as we go along. Um, whenever my dad was in the picture from time to time it just felt very foreign yeah it just felt so foreign I'm yeah. like what is this what are you trying to do Wait, hold on you don't yes. have to do that my mom does that like you know what I mean um so yeah it was like it was weird it was yeah. different I'm just like why is my family like this like is it was definitely a, a dilemma that I felt mm-hmm. very young yeah mm-hmm. I think for
1: me I can relate like in elementary school my parents split when I was four so I went into elementary school already being in a single um, parent household. You as well, right? No, I actually
0: never grew up with my dad. Oh, he was never in your life? No. Mm-mm. He was only in my life Even when, sometimes. Like So like when you were born? Yeah, never. Um I don't want to oh, get wow. too too vulnerable, but um I don't think I knew that. Oh, maybe I did. I just forgot. Yeah. See? Still date your friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. We actually, uh, I was born in Queens, New mm-hmm. York. But because of some issues, some uh, family issues, uh, we had to move to Staten Island uh, when I was two. Okay. So, yeah, he was, to my recollection. Okay. Uh, no. He yeah. was just only in my life, like, sometimes, when mm-hmm. my mom and him would get back together. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, so we both went into elementary school like that. Mm-hmm. You went to a school in the hood, though. Yes, always. And so my first elementary school, pre-K and kindergarten, was, like, in the hood. And sadly, it's just more common in the yeah. hood for, to be raised by a single mom. Um, but then my mom wanted me to go to a better school, so we lied about my address. <laughs> and she put me into a, a predominantly <laughs> white so school funny. in a much better neighborhood. Um, if you're from, from Staten Island, it was in Westerly, PS30, stand up. <laughs> remind, me, remind me to tell a funny story about that same school. P.S. 30? Oh, no, yeah. P.S. 45. Oh, 45. Yeah, I went PS to P.S. 30 for majority of my elementary school, oh, and then okay. I went to 45. Okay, okay. But anyway, so P.S. 30, it was predominantly white, which statistically, predominantly white neighborhoods families, they have more families to parent households, yeah. and- you know, regular soccer mom life, and mom is a stay-at-home mom and actually picks up their kid at 3 p.m., and and dad is a firefighter or a doctor or a lawyer or a Wall Street, you know? And, like, they come in for, like, what is that, like... Uh, Parent-teacher
0: conference. And, like, the and... when the
1: parents come to school, it's career day or whatever. Yeah. Things like that. And, like, I think that's when I first noticed that, like, oh, I felt the reality of coming from a broken home, like, at a young age. Yeah. Um, and it was hard like and. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was <expecting> that. <laughs> <laughs> <And>. <laughs> it was hard it was hard seeing like all the other kids have their dads for like father-daughter dance oh, so or like mm. all these things and it, it like i remember now that i know what depression feels like yeah. i was depressed at a young age because like my family was broken and and it was a pretty traumatic um time when my mom and dad were together too so that adds on to it but that's the thing about trauma is like when you trauma is so much more than like being hurt by things right it's like not being able to operate and develop and function and live normally and that's the hard part about it because like even when you said when your dad would come back into the picture it was like who are when you? he's what not there, there, you're like, oh, like, I wish I had my mommy and my daddy in my yeah. life. But then he comes and you're like, oh, wait, no, like, this is weird. I don't even know you. Like, mm-hmm. who are you trying to act like you yeah. have a parental, like, authority over me, but you've never even been in my yeah. life. Like Do you even know my favorite color? Yeah. So it's like, like you wasn't weird... with me
0: in the gym. <laughs>
1: <laughs> For real, though. Uh, it's like this weird, like, complexity, you know, where it's broken and you know it's broken and you wish it was better but then it's like oh but maybe this really is my reality and like the way god wants to use yeah my story yeah. so yeah i just remember from being a kid like all just the the realities of seeing everyone have have that and it yeah. just felt like they could function and be normal kids yeah. and worry about kid things but because i saw my mom struggle and like children pick up on on their parents yeah, like they know when you're not Good and going through it, and and that's really hard for a child to see. And then I think our parents' generation too; they were so focused on providing yes. that that awareness of the emotional weight and right. implications of things wasn't really there. Right. Um. But yeah, it just led to so much struggles in my adulthood. And yeah. um. The point is there. There's hope though. Like there's hope with God. Like He is a father to the fatherless like he is a mother to the motherless as weird as that sounds he is our parent and he is literally everything we need yeah and having a broken family it's a reality for many but it doesn't have to be a reality forever like don't stay stuck there don't keep yourself limited to oh i just come from a broken family oh my family is just broken if you're Mm -hmm. a single parent now like god is a god of redemption that is the gospel story he redeemed humanity to be Again a one with him and in communion and relationship with him. And so why couldn't he do that in your physical family? Yeah, you know? exactly. I think
0: um that holds so much power, like I man, but like here we go again. Here we go, here we go. Stop Dang it, I was trying, I was trying, I was trying <laughs> But that holds so much um weight, but in the best way possible because, and y- girl, you know exactly how this feels, like the lack of love when we don't have our dad in, in our lives and then when we realize that God is our heavenly father mm-hmm. and he is enough yeah. and just how much he loves us. Like when we really like, like, yeah, in capture like how do I put this into words? Like, like when we, like when our hearts actually believe this and feel this, the weight that comes off is it's remarkable. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's crazy, you know? And like every single time I think about like the words that you were just saying, like, and and the truth that it is that he is enough, that he is our like he's our father always makes me emotional because yeah. um you mentioned how um you noticed early on um when he was in your life and then when he wasn't in your life and how much like you you know you want him there and stuff like that like i actually didn't notice that until later on in in my life like until i was like an adult um because as a kid it was so normal to me for it to just be my mom and my brother and, oh, yeah, and me same, you know yeah. and so like I was actually upset that my dad would come back. So it always it always just hits my heart because it's like um, I had so much bitterness, I guess, yeah. in my heart, mm. you know, yeah, because my dad wasn't in my life like that, that when I really grasp yeah. that God loves me and he's my father. And then when I think back of how he's provided, how he's protected me, how he's been there, how just everything is like, wow like I really i I had you all along you mm-hmm. know what I mean like you are nothing compared to like my earthly father um but in the best way possible like you yeah. know so it just it it just always hits home for me for sure you know I and mean, that's so real because like the first
1: encounter I had with God was experiencing him as my father that yeah. was the first real like wound in my heart that yes. I felt him heal was like at the moment of my salvation when i professed that jesus is my lord and i believed it like i can't tell you how quickly he started working on that father like that daddy issue wound. and even when i started first started going through therapy i was 20 like really going through therapy i was 22 24 24 i think Mm. and Um, that was the first thing we really dove into, like the daddy issues, like writing a letter to him, letting all out my feelings, all this stuff, and just seeing how God showed up in that way and redeemed so much of it. Um, but I want to emphasize the part where you said the bitterness, like, I really think for me growing up. I was so mad at my life. Mm. Now I realize that me being mad at my life and my circumstances is really me being mad at God Mm. because he is in control of my circumstances. Mm -hmm. So me saying, why am I in this family? Why don't I have my dad in my life? Why do we struggle financially? Why is this always... Why are there always issues in my family? Yeah. Like these things, like being mad about those things and being stuck there is really one staying in a victim mindset. And yeah. like, Why is this happening to me rather than shifting your perspective, which I learned to do now of not why is this happening to me, but God, what can I use this for? you know, what are you trying to show me? What are you trying to reveal in me and in the world? And how can I learn from this? And how can I become better and think about this in a better way and become healthier? And staying in that bitter place hardens your heart where you don't even allow God in, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I grew up my whole childhood and teen years, like so mad at God because I was just like, I was just dealt, you know, sucky hand of cards or whatever at, at life. And I'm just doing my best. It is what it is. But in the moment where I softened my heart and I allowed God in, Mm. he redeemed so much of that. And I really want to go to scripture um, because, man, this story just brings me so much peace. Like, knowing that the first person in the Bible – correct me if I'm wrong. I would like to be corrected. But as far as I know, the first person in the Bible who kind of, like, proclaims a name for God – is a single mom. Mm. And I think that's so profound. Like we're out here like struggling. Like do people see us or like do they know what we go through? Society has stigmas. It's hard. It's hard to provide, especially in this day and age. It's it's hard mm-hmm. to provide for for your children, for your family as a single parent, but it's so reassuring and um just encouraging to see that in scripture. One of the first times we see God um reveal himself or yeah scripture like revealing god as um the god who sees us is in um an instance with a single mom so it's in genesis the first book of the bible chapter 16 and it's about hagar and ishmael so super quick backstory um sarai and abram who abram is the the father of the abrahamic religion so judaism christianity and islam and uh all of his descendants, you know, pretty much led to to Jesus, mm-hmm. and um, they were promised a child, and that he would have uh, descendants like as many as the stars, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because they waited and waited years and years, and Sarai could not conceive, and so they started to doubt God's promise, which is a whole nother conversation. Mm-hmm. And so they took it in matters into their own hands, and Sarai pretty much. Um, encouraged Abram to impregnate their servant Hagar. Um and when he did that, she conceived and bore a son named Ishmael. And then when she had the child, Sarai saw that Abram was giving her and the child so much attention that she started to feel jealous and started tr- mistreating mm-hmm. Hagar really badly and and this is I feel like we can even relate there's so much in this story um about just single motherhood and single parenting and just motherhood in general um so it says right here so because hagar was being mistreated so so badly she fled the angel then the angel of the lord found hagar this is cha- um, chapter 16 verse 7 the angel of the lord found hagar near a spring in the desert it was the spring that is beside the road to shur and he said hagar slave of sarah sarai, sarai where have you come from and where are you going? She says, I'm running away. Then the angel of the Lord told her, go back to your mistress and submit to her. The angel added, I will increase your descendants so much that they will be too numerous to count. And the angel of the Lord said to her, you are now pregnant and you will give birth to a son. You shall name him Ishmael for the Lord has heard your misery. Um, and then it goes on in uh, verse 13. It says, she gave the name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me and we know of that name as Elroy for she said i have now seen the one who sees me that is why the well was called Berlahai Roy. i don't know if i said that right <laughs> um and i just i highlighted those parts because there's so much there like yeah. where it says where the angel of the lord said where have you come from and where are you going it reminds me of when adam um like hid from god in mm-hmm. the garden of eden mm-hmm. and god was like where are you mm-hmm. god is a all-knowing right he knew where he was mm-hmm. it wasn't like a oh like out of confusion because god is not a good god of confusion it wasn't out of him not knowing because he knows everything it was concern his care it was him showing that he cares like where do, what
0: are you doing yeah. where are you going? like even though technically like you fell short I still want you to come to me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm still approachable. Yeah. It's you know? like, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. I love
1: that. Like, what is a better depiction of a good parent than yeah, that, you exactly. know? Exactly. Um, and then when the angel of the Lord says to her, go back and submit, that is God telling her what to do, giving her guidance, providing for her, and protecting her. Because when we, it's not what she wanted to do. You think she wanted to go back to her abuser? Mm, Absolutely wow. not. And justifiably so. Mm-hmm but god knew that that's what was going to be best for her and so her submitting to god's plan is going to be better than her trying to do what she thinks is best out of her own hurt you know and then it says for the lord has heard of your misery like that's just so encouraging to know that he hears our cries like there's so many moments in motherhood in parenting especially single parenting and you know you be here, you be here in my misery I know. <laughs> every day. <I'm laughs> Lord, dito. it's rough, especially yeah. if you have little kids, like two to five. Lord, yeah. There's so many unseen moments that are so hard. Like you're just sitting there. For me, for example, putting my child to bed.
0: Yeah, my girl gets beat beat up literally every like, night.
1: Like it's rough every night.
0: And, um.
1: You have to be so in control of your own emotions so that you don't react and cause them trauma yeah. um, while you're healing your own inner child wounds. And you're, you're, you you're know that you have someone else's childhood in your hands and you want to protect it and steward yeah. it well, but also not put so much pressure on yourself to beat yourself up. But there's so many moments that are hard where you break down and you're both your child is throwing a tantrum <laughs> and you're right there crying with them. And I just get so much Peace and encouragement and reassurance yeah. knowing that God sees me. No one else knows that when I get to work at 9 a.m. what I had to go through for the past two, three yeah. hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and it gets annoying to always have to say, like, I had a rough morning with my child. But, mm-hmm. like, trusting that God sees that and that he's going to redeem that, especially your
0: faithfulness in those moments, mm-hmm. like, that's all that matters. Yeah. And have, has your love for Sage changed after she beats you up? Oh, a thousand percent. What do like, you mean? Well, like, okay. <laughs> like, wait, hold
1: so, on. So, my love for her hasn't changed, <laughs> but my perspective on mm. my love for her has mm. changed. Like, she's a child. Like, no, it doesn't change at all. And that, right. but my love for God and my the way I express my love to her has changed because in those moments where she's literally screaming, crying, kicking me, hitting me, which is not okay, mm. but. Um, it's also not okay to hit your child back if they're hitting you, you you know? So like, and naturally as a human, if someone hits you, your instinct is to be like, like, I'm I'm hit back. (laughs) But Jesus exemplifies like when your enemy hits you, I forget the exact scripture. And he says, when they hit you on like your right cheek or whatever, turn the cheek, turn Mm -hmm. the cheek, give them the other one. Mm -hmm. Um, and that just gave me a whole new meaning the other night specifically. I was trying to put her to bed. She was kicking, screaming, crying, like hitting me. And literally, I felt God speak to me about like, hey, this is what we do all the time with him. Yes. Like that we was exactly where uh-huh. kick, we scream, yep. we cry sometimes, literally, sometimes spiritually, mm-hmm. because we want something so bad. She she needed to go to bed and she really wanted um to stay up. candy. Mm. She really wanted candy. And I'm like, no, you're mm. not getting candy. Like, that's not good for you absolutely not you're going to bed and she cried for an hour and even though i'm knowing what's best for her providing what's best for her because i know she's so much better when she's well rested she wanted to stay up she wanted candy things that can harm her Mm. and so she's hitting me hurting me and how many times do we wrestle with god curse him yep you know blatantly sin against him break his heart but yet guess what he does he doesn't retaliate he doesn't hit us back he doesn't punish us in a sense of like oh you hit me now i'm gonna hit you back or Mm -hmm. i'm gonna take this away from you he literally sits there with open arms takes it and says like let it out my child like i am here i am going to still be here i still love you i still see you as you know a beautiful my beautiful creation right. and i want to protect you i want to ease your hurt i want to i want you to be happy but i'm not gonna do it because i'm a god who cares i'm a god who's good i'm not gonna give you what you think is good for you if i know it's really ultimately going to harm right. you
0: and that that reminds me like that the thought i have right now is like god is not a doormat like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like you could do all that and, and he's going to love you, but he's, yeah. he's also a just God. right? And, but his justice is the righteous justice. Mm-hmm. So like, as you mentioned, um, like naturally we're going to want to like retaliate. Mm-hmm. Right. But our justice, our, our um, idea of justice isn't always righteous. Mm-hmm. Right. But when God is justice, um, then it is always holy mm-hmm. and right. Right. But I say that to say like, god's character his attributes doesn't change you know what i mean like there's Mm -hmm. nothing that you can do there's no sin there's no no level of brokenness like Mm -hmm. um any of that that will change who he is Mm -hmm. you know what i mean he is still a loving god yeah he is still a just god Mm -hmm. so he sees your pain he sees the pain of all of his children you know and in his perfect timing in his right uh glorified righteous holy timing justice will be served yeah you know and then vengeance are his no matter what it may look mm-hmm. like it could be something like super like deep and, and big or something like s- like really small you know um, yeah and i found
1: that the best vengeance where he says like, leave vengeance to the lord mm-hmm. um when someone wrongs you or hurts you, or life just sucks mm-hmm. um the most beautiful vengeance is seeing someone come to know god and feel the the contrition and the the sorrow the true sorrow in their heart for what they did rather than them being cursed or something bad happening to them because i think the closer you grow to god the less you wish bad upon your enemies like you 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 start to see your abuser as someone who's been abused as someone who's hurt themselves because hurt people hurt people yeah
0: and honestly that's exactly what helped me forgive my own father yeah like truly forgive him Mm -hmm. because i'm just like why wait hold on like I don't think you were, like, willfully wanting to right. hurt me like this. Like, something is hurting you. And that you don't even know exactly, how to fulfill the role that you were gifted. Exactly. So that yeah. helped me tremendously to, like, yeah. really forgive my dad. And that's why we're, we are where we are now. Amen. You know? I love mm-hmm.
1: that. And I like how you said um, God's character doesn't change. Mm-hmm. So it's a fact. Like, what God says is truth like there is no debating it if god says that he sees us and he hears us and especially the first time he reveals that is in the story of a single mom you have to remind yourself of the truth that god sees everything you're going through everything you've been through all the struggles that you're facing the doubts the insecurities the fears if you're not believing it that means that you're not seeing his truth yeah. so when it says right here she literally says i have now seen the one who sees me like god had always and already seen her mm-hmm. she just didn't see him mm. seeing her so you have to choose to change your perspective to see the one who sees you and allow him to undo the hurt undo the pain and redeem your story and right. redeem everything your parenting all of it um and then i like how the the name that we get for him being el roy it was derived from the place where the angel of the Lord came to speak to her and it was a well. And like a well is a constant source of water and Mm -hmm. nourishment. And it's just another example of him being the living water Mm -hmm. for us. Like he's everything we need. Mm -hmm. He's going to provide for you. If there's something that you don't have, it's for a reason. And maybe it's a test. Maybe he's trying to grow you or find you, or maybe you really just don't need it. (laughs) Yeah, no,
0: that's real. And um I've really learned to instead of asking why because I've had those same questions like why why is this the reality of my family why this why that um instead of instead of really asking like why why this I really have like and I f- feel it in my heart shifted like okay like this must be happening to my life because you're gonna use it for your for Absolutely. my good and your glory like whichever way possible because, we've gone through some, some really hard times. Mm-hmm. And um, it's very easy to just, like, kind of, like, stay in that mentality of yeah. just, like, that victimized mentality. Like, it can't get better than this. And I will be honest, there was a time that I kind of lived there where mm-hmm. it was just, like, I was hoping for something better, but I didn't know what that hope was. So I'm just, like, this is it is what it is. Like, yeah. this is just my life. Um, but... I really do feel like your heart posture really does changes when, um, instead of asking him why is this happening to me, you remember that God is good and that He is just. So whatever it is that is happening or you're going through in your life, that He will use you to really minister to somebody else. You know, like in in a deeper level. That if you if it wasn't happening the way the way that God will move. I don't know how to, I don't know how to like fully like end that sentence, but like, it's just everything. He's very, he's sovereign. Mm -hmm. Let's just put it that way. He's sovereign. So what's happening in your life, it's not in vain. Absolutely. That's so beautiful. Um, I feel like we could
1: literally just stay in this scripture forever. (laughs) So good. Like Mm -hmm. if you haven't read Genesis 16, go and do so today after you get off of this podcast. <laughs> get off with this podcast that made no sense, but yeah so i want to talk more about like what um the real life struggles are like dive a little bit more into that so i know that um back to the broken family thing i think there's truth in that mm-hmm. because god's design for the family is for a reason if god who is three in one father son holy spirit always existed eternally in community and he made us in his image meaning the godhead all three godheads one god he designed the family for that you Mm -hmm. know like man and woman are meant to come together as one in marriage and then god being the center of that Mm -hmm. like that's you know it kind of resembles the trinity and then the children are the like addition to that that we're entrusted with to really they're they're borrowed from god like mm. we are when you switch your perspective of parenting to oh this is my child like i created them. i am solely responsible for them and and everything about them and you shift your perspective to know this is a child of god this is god's kid before mm-hmm. it's my kid mm-hmm. and he loves my child more than i ever could imagine that mm-hmm. like parents know how much you love your kid god loves your child more than you ever could and knowing that he entrusted that child to you to raise, to teach, to disciple, to learn, for them to learn who God is through you and how you live your life. I just, it changes the way you look at parenting and the way that you live out your life on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Um, and the, the difficulty in being a single parent is that that paradigm, that structure is not the way it was intended to be, yeah. Which we live in a broken world. It's the reality of many. Uh, no matter what your circumstances, whether you are a widow or you were never married and the relationship didn't work out, or you know, it it was a divorce or you were abused or whatever led you to being a single parent, God can still redeem that, you know. And yes, I think when we think about it being a broken family, we shouldn't live there and let it discourage right. us. But instead, let us drive, drive us deeper into reliance on God as yeah. our father, as our provider,
0: as our partner in life. Exactly. Exactly. Because um, I know it's in John, I believe is John 15, um, but essentially um, where we can't bear much fruit without Jesus mm-hmm. as our as our vine. Yeah. You know, and he is the vine and we are the branches. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So. I always think about that whenever either I'm tempted or my mind starts to um, veer towards relying on my own understanding mm-hmm. or my own strengths. and because I, you know, I did that a lot before I even knew Christ. You know, mm-hmm. like trying to understand everything, all those circumstances yeah, yeah. and everything, <laughs> and I put on the savior complex, all this good stuff, and so um, I always think about that that truth. That without him we can't bear much fruit. With, mm-hmm. Without him, I can't offer anything. I, I'm I'm nothing without him, you know. And that he is the sort my source. Yeah. So and it's so interesting
1: too because like in the beginning of the word we see with Genesis, um, not Genesis, in Genesis and with Adam and Eve he says, "Be fruitful and multiply." Mm. And it's so cool because that, uh, for the most part, he's talking about reproducing, like and It's just so cool how he just gives us so much, like, uh, so much gems (laughs) in his word. And (laughs) it's all, like, intertwined. So, like, being him being the vine and us being the branches, we can't bear fruit without him. And literally, children are literally the fruit of our wombs. Like, so how can we care for the fruit that is our children without him, without being plugged in, rooted into the source, into the vine? So... And, and even in that, like growing in the fruits of the spirit, oh, Lord, nothing will grow you more in the fruits of the spirit than being a parent. And re- and, and when I say that, it's because you realize how much you're lacking in them. <laughs> how much you lack goodness, patience, self-control, uh, selflessness, mm. humility, all these things. Mm. Oh, Lord. If you want to enjoy parenthood, and not just live in a false, like, ignorance is bliss, you're going to have to do a lot of work on yeah. that and really rely on the Lord because you don't have to do it in your own strength.
0: Yeah.
1: But um, back to the, the structure of a family, right? When you don't have both parents there, one the one parent who is the main, the sole provider, even if you're not, even if you have, like, shared 50-50 custody, when the kids are in your care, you're 100% the, the sole right. provider. And that is so hard, especially from a woman's point of view because you are forced to tap to be both to be mom and dad to tap into masculine um traits and try to raise up a child as both and we were not designed for that like keep in mind we're coming from a a christian perspective here and i wholeheartedly believe in like traditional gender roles Uh, i know that many people don't but i do because i believe that god literally like it's undeniably a man is different than a woman right like in every sense of it. In every sense, every of, sense of it, sense yeah. Of so it. Um, when a family is supposed to have a man and a woman caring for these children and the man is not there or the woman's not there, that that partner who's left has to pick up the, the – what is the word? Pick up the Pick up the those, slack, yeah. And provide in a way that they're not designed to. And so that in and of itself is burdensome it's heavy Mm. it's hard you're literally having to learn something that is so unnatural to you because parenting already is pretty unnatural to us (laughs) like it's hard even as a woman to learn to be a mom but now you have to learn how to be a mom and a dad yeah or provide get resources or people a village that can be that father figure, or that male figure, or that, that womanly figure in your
0: children's life. Right, right. Because it's very real for the the single dads out there, too. Mm-hmm. I know we're talking in, a, in an aspect, you know, you're a single mom, and I, we were both raised by single moms, so naturally, like, we're, we're talking on there, but I don't want... Um, any of our single dads that may be listening to us mm-hmm. to feel like they're left out because I know that it could be very real for for Absolutely. you guys too. do everything that we're saying, like, especially what you just said, Brit, like um, you have to put on a, a nature of something that you're not, of nature of someone that you're not created mm-hmm. in. You yeah. know what I mean? So, of course, it's going to be challenging. I think totally. it's super adorable seeing a dad <laughs> try to do their daughter's hair. I think it's super yeah. adorable. Um But I get that. <laughs> like, it doesn't come natural to you. Like, yeah. personally, I can't throw no football. So, <laughs> like, I can, but... I can't. But, like, we... We are also being sensitive to, to those oh, single, single dads out there as mm-hmm. well. Um, yeah. yeah. I can't
1: speak from that point of view, Correct, but I exactly. can speak from the observations yeah, yeah, of yeah. a man. I, I know many single dads, and I know that they struggle with being the disciplinarian and knowing how to talk about emotions and things like that because our society doesn't normalize that men have emotions too. And how do you you become emotionally intelligent? That could be a topic of itself. Emotionally healthy. (laughs) And being a parent, like, if you want to be a good parent, which I think most people in our generation are really, really trying to do the work on us so we can be better parents to our kids than our parents were to us. And that's not to throw shade on our parents, but that's the goal, right? Like, I want my daughter to be a way better mom than I ever was to her. Um, So, yeah, it's hard out here. Mm. It's really hard out here. Mm. And... um, just know that you're not alone. And I know that in church, church circles, um, society, it's already hard, you know, being a single parent. It's not, the world is not built for that. Um, we talked about that with God's design and stuff, but it's hard in the church when you're a single parent because it's like there's not really a place for you necessarily because you have like young adults ministries, single ministries, and you're single, but you've also weren't always single Mm -hmm. to some extent, whether you were married or just in a relationship or whatever, but you also have a kid. So it's like you're not – you've kind of been there, done that, and you're coming back around to singleness rather than always having been single, never married, or never, like, had a partner and and children, a family. Um, And then women's ministries or men's ministries, they tend to be more focused on, okay, well, you're an adult now. You're you're a woman. So it's already kind of implied that you're married. And a lot of it is focused on – Marriage and family, and stuff like that, and it can be hard to find a place as a single mom or a single dad. Um, but it's a reality, like I said, for many, and so we need to have a space for that, yeah. and not to glorify or or um encourage single being a single parent, but to to literally have a seat at the table yeah. for yeah. the single parent and yeah. help them walk. Through life as Christians, just as everyone else um, has, you know.
0: Right, exactly. I, I think you said it perfectly. Like, yeah, it's not to encourage, you know, to stay. Mm-hmm. I guess essentially in that mindset of like you're just being a single parent. Um, but I think it's to just it's to walk with them mm-hmm. in through it, you know. Yeah. And that God is able. Don't forget that God is able, um, and He will provide all of your needs, all of them, and mm-hmm. that includes a partner, yeah. um, when He wills it. So, but I think having that community within that, that season um, of your life is so vital. And to create that space is so vital to, to get through. Because I, I really wholeheartedly believe that it takes a village to, to raise a child. Oh, sh- you know, that, sure that's also, also another observation. Um, just growing up, um, I see like how my brother uh, grew up and um, it would have been amazing to have more of um of a great male figure you know um, in a community uh, mm-hmm. a different type of community um, and even myself like certain things that I saw and stuff like it would have been great to have a community to pour into a, a good community mm-hmm. to pour back into us
1: yeah like boys need men
0: mm-hmm.
1: and Ooh, yeah the lack of godly men and good examples I really do feel, like, leads to a lot of this because um, most women, especially women who are really rooted in God, are willing to submit in in the biblical sense of just being a woman. You know, obviously it looks different for your personality and, like, your relationship style and stuff, but um, men are, are born to be protectors, providers, leaders, and so we need more men stepping into those roles. And then also... Women, we need to stop settling. And this is a whole nother topic for another mm. day. But um, in relation to single parenting, it's so important that you have community, and that's why I stress the the importance of finding a place in church. And if there is no place for that in church, maybe God calling you to to make that ministry, to make that small group, to mm-hmm. you know whatever it is, start talking about things, start talking to your pastors, people around you. Like uh, there are so many people, there is a huge need yeah. for discipleship care and community for single parents not to just be looked at as like someone who is in need of help for their rent or things like that but you can still be a valuable contributor to society and to the church and to the world as a single parent but the reality is yes you are doing the work of two people and you're only one person and that's hard like balancing your schedule their schedule like or do you stay at home do you work do you work at home do you work uh outside of the home like balancing that dealing with the guilt that comes with feeling like you're not spending enough time with your child but then when you are you know you need to provide and it's all relying upon you and then the fear when you are working of like oh my gosh if i lose this job my whole livelihood is is going to go the security is gone like you are just tried in every single way in every angle but and it's hard like it's so hard sometimes um But it all points back to our need for God and really relying on him every single moment of every single day. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I just want to tie it back to the struggles that single parents face are so real. They're so real. Like, I have such a burden on my heart as a single mom for single moms because it's not what God intended, and that's why we feel the brokenness, you know? God's ways are always better, but we live in a sinful world, and so there's a lot of pain that comes from it. There's a lot of struggle that if things were the way he wanted them to be and, and designed them originally, we wouldn't have to deal with that. Yeah. But what do we do with the reality? You know, We got to get into our word. We have to get into community. We have to press into God, rely on him, allow him to be everything we need. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me, to show up in the areas that we're lacking in. Yeah, because you know?
0: if you really think about it, God gives us promises and he is a man of his word mm-hmm. and all of his promises you can think of like any scenario that you're going through or any question that you may go through, you can find a promise from God mm-hmm. in the Bible and he will come through. Yeah, You know what I mean? So when you, re- you remember and meditate on these promises of God, honestly, like I feel like that it's a hope that we have in Jesus yeah. that really empowers us to keep going. You know, to keep parenting, to keep loving, to keep being there, to Mm -hmm. persevere, you know, uh, when we rely on the promises of God and who God is. And that's Mm -hmm. why um, we say, like, just keep reading your Bible, keep drawing nearer and nearer to Jesus because he is a man of his word. He will come through in his promises. We see it time and time again in the Bible, and he has not changed, you know, and that in itself just, and I pray that you guys feel this as well really does fire me up to just keep going no matter the circumstance yeah you know i can do That's all so things right. through christ who strengthens Amen. me Amen.
1: Mm. and just my last thought
0: and then we're gonna tie
1: it up here tie it up sum it up same thing <laughs> tie <up? laughs> it up wrap it up there you go <laughs> <laughs> um i think and i and maybe i'm biased <laughs> but i really believe that if you're a single parent i think you need to press into god even more because it's so easy to say to stay as a victim of your circumstances and when like we said before when you stay in that place your heart gets hardened and you're not allowing god to move in your heart and then if he's not moving in you how is he going to move through you you know so really like take your focus off of yourself your life your circumstances and look at the need like what you're going through can always be used to help other people so i really want to encourage you if there's been something that god has put in your heart whether it's i don't know start a blog a podcast a youtube channel reach out to a friend um start a a small group a ministry whatever it is like we need that because the one thing the enemy is going to come after is the family and i hate it i hate it so much and how many times do we allow him to just take over you know but we We already have the authority. We already have the victory. Remind yourself of God's truth. And as hard as it is, in times when you don't even believe it, get around people who can help you believe it or believe Mm -hmm. it for you. Mm -hmm. And just continue walking, racing towards him. And he will bring so much redemption, so much light, so much hope from all of the broken parts of your story, of your family, of your parenting. God can redeem. And it's hard dating as a single parent, even thinking about a a random person coming into your life but god can do it like he literally adopted us into his family you know so why couldn't he do that for us and like Mm -hmm. bring us a partner who truly loves him first and foremost loves us and loves our children and is safe for them but how will we be able to choose that partner and have that discernment have that wisdom and have those boundaries if we're not pressing it to him first you know exactly so so i didn't cry amen i did cry you know, maybe that's a toxic trait of me. I don't let people cry, see me cry, really.
0: Damn, we need Sometimes switch. I wish I <laughs> would cry on this podcast because
1: I feel like y'all would, it would resonate deeper. No, I, <laughs> I, I wish we would switch because I feel like I'm it's so dead. easy for me to cry. <laughs> that's so funny. But yeah, I really want to tie it back to God being Abba, our father. Mm-hmm. We see him reveal himself as Abba as well in scripture. And he is a father to the fatherless. And on the cross, it says right here in this devotional, um... So, God, our Father, cares for single mothers in their lonely cries of desperate need. He does the same for our children, separated from their fathers by divorce, death, incarceration, deportation, or other traumas, and mothers. This goes for both. Um, He's a loving Father who keeps close personal watch on each of our children. And remember, we are His children, too, so He does that for us as well. He is not a distant Father, but an up-close and personal Abba to the fatherless children. But here's where it gets better. On the cross Jesus became fatherless to a degree that our chil- children will never have to be. Mm-hmm. When I forget exactly what he says, but he says like, "Father, like why have you forsaken yeah. me?" And um he set aside his mighty power and took on our vulnerability. He exposed himself to abuse, abandonment, and death. Like abandonment is such a a, a root uh, or a branch that comes out of being a single growing up in a single parent household and that literally is a a like a chain that that we can stay chained to and shackled to if we don't release it to god um and he did this all because he saw and heard how our sin makes us suffer like he chose to go through what we go through when we're over here like i don't want this pain anymore he chose to do it Mm -hmm. so that he can relate to us because he knew it was our reality and he lives even now. He died on the cross to defeat sin. But guess what? He came back. He rose again and he still lives to this day. And I think it's so beautiful how it ties back to him being the living water because it's an endless well, an endless source of life for us in right. every way that our souls could ever need, that nothing, no partner, No spouse, no food, no nothing in this world can satisfy but him. Yeah. And I just think that's so beautiful. Yeah,
0: that's so encouraging that there's something that we can hold on to, something Mm -hmm. that we can stand firm on, you know, especially when, like you said, abandonment and it's being a single parent and everything where we don't know if this thing or this person or anything is going to stay. Mm -hmm but we know and that they're
1: not everything in this world exactly is temporary. God exactly, is the only eternal one
0: exactly and the, the fact that we can just hold on to that mm-hmm. it brings so much peace yeah so much peace yeah one mm-hmm. of
1: his promises in scripture and we'll leave you with this if you were raised by a single parent if you've ever experienced abandonment and if you are a single parent is he promises to never leave nor forsake us ever and I just hope that you hold on to that dive into scripture um let us know in the comments what mm-hmm. has been your experience yes. um and what what did you take away from this conversation i feel like it was kind of everywhere but we were really just trying to like let god lead and just yeah candidly talk about this um but i think we can do like a lot more topics probably be a series maybe it could be know. like a, a parenting series yeah. and we can talk a lot more about it because like i mean i can talk about dating uh being a single mom entrepreneur being a single mom in ministry that's mm-hmm. a whole nother thing there's so many of like your experience being a single not a single um uh, <laughs> having a single mom raise you oh and, like, yeah the daddy issues how god has redeemed our stories with our dads Ooh, yes that in and of itself there's so much to this so yeah. let us know Please, what is the struggle that you you have faced in in this realm yeah. of life yeah and um yeah let's let's pray yes <sighs> father god we just thank you that you are our father god that you are abba lord that you are a father to the fatherless god that you are a father to the people who have fathers god uh as great as our uh, earthly fathers may be you are even greater and as as not great as our earthly fathers have been lord that you are um everything that we could ever need, God, that you redeem our stories, God. I thank you that anyone right now who may be struggling with um abandonment issues, God, I pray that you would just remind them, Lord, speak to their hearts, their souls and and truly help them believe that you would never leave them nor forsake them and that they would forgive those who have left them hurt them abuse them god i pray lord god for just redemption in all the areas that may feel broken in their hearts in their lives in their families god i pray for reconciliation in in co-parenting relationships in marriages in mother-daughter relationships father-daughter relationships father um, son relationships, mother-son relationships, Lord God, I pray that you would just redeem the families, God, we know that the family is the first ministry, God, and, and no other ministry matters, no business, no no ministry in church, no small group matters if if our home life, if our family life, life is not um, healthy and, and in check, Lord God, so I pray, God, that you would do the hard work, Um, or uh, help us to do the hard work, God, not in our own strength or our own power, but by your power, by your spirit that dwells in us. I pray, God, that you would give encouragement and hope to every person listening right now. I pray that you would remind every single parent listening, God, that they are seen, that they are known, that they are loved, that they are not doing this alone contrary to popular belief or what they what lies they may be believing that as alone that they may feel god that you would redeem that feeling of loneliness god that no lie from the enemy would have its place in their minds in their lives in their hearts in their homes god that they would see that they have value even now even in this and the in and that this may be a temporary season for them and that they would uh, take advantage and make the most purpose out of it as possible, Lord God, to just advance your kingdom and to know you deeper and to make you known, God. We thank you, God, and we love you. In your holy name we pray.
0: Amen. Amen.